Welcome, welcome to ABC Gotham, your New York City amateur history podcast. I am your host, Kathleen. With me is Kate. Hi, everyone. Hi, Kate, says everyone. We are the New York City Amateur Podcast, where we do a different topic for every letter of the alphabet. We have come a long way since letter A. We have. I can't what are we up to? believe we're this far. We're on S, so this week's podcast, um, we decided to do kind of a mini episode to go between our two mega episodes. So you, if you're going in yeah. alphabetical order, you've probably just listened to our episode on riots. Hope you liked it. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. It came into a whopping one hour and twenty minutes, I believe, Kathleen. It, it, I cut out some of the some of the fat. Came a little bit under that, but it was a it was a long show. Yeah. Yeah, and our our letter T, which I'm not going to say on air right now, but if you listen to our podcast a lot, you'll probably have figured out what our letter T is going to be. You know what's coming up. You know yeah. what's coming up. It's going to be pretty <laughs> pretty big too. Um. So we, That's going to be a monster. You thought Robert Moses was a lot. This one, well, this probably won't be two episodes, though. I, th- I think we'll try to keep it at one. You know, let us know on Facebook if mm-hmm. you prefer, if you don't mind sitting down for an hour and 20 minutes or so, or an hour with our podcast. We'll totally keep it at mm-hmm. one hour. If you prefer, like, more bite-sized pieces, we're happy to break it up. But tonight's mm-hmm. episode... Feedback is good. Tonight's episode is going to be uh, kind of a micro episode. We're going to do secret subway stations. And none of these stations are actually, you can't catch a train at any of these stations. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So for those of you who don't live in New York, of course, New Yorkers are, uh, before I moved to New York, I had a coworker explain that New Yorkers are obsessed with riding the subway and food. All they do is ride the subway and eat. And talk about food. I don't think that's true. I do talk about food all the time, but you really do. I do, but yeah. I actually you put pictures of food on Facebook. I do. And... I cook dinner and I put pictures yeah. on Facebook of what I'm cooking, <laughs> and um, but I actually never run and the... ride the subway. I actually never ride the subway. I'm one of those lucky New Yorkers that walks to work. It takes me about half an hour, but I and then mm-hmm. I generally walk everywhere. I I actually took the train for the first time in about a month yesterday. I would be interested to know what percentage of New Yorkers are like you, and I think it's going to be not many. It's... I mean, I'm sure there's plenty who work from home or, you know, uh, are unemployed or stay-at-home parents or, you know, a, a million different reasons why someone will not take the subway and commute in the morning. But I'm willing to bet that that's maybe 10% of the city, if that. It's like me and your brother. Probably less. Yeah. Well, he takes the subway now, but he used to be a big walker. Um, right, but he wouldn't walk to work. A, a commute from uh, the middle of Brooklyn to the middle of Soho is not a realistic walk for anyone. No, I used to do it. I Well, he he lives a little further into Brooklyn, but I used to actually commute home when I worked in Soho. I would commute from Soho into Brooklyn and never... Well, I did take the train, but I kind of stopped buying mm-hmm. an unlimited metro card at some point to force myself to mm-hmm. bike or walk. And hmm. that's really when I, yeah, I, I've definitely did it work? been a big walker the whole time I've lived here. It did. Um, hmm. I really did mm-hmm. start biking over the Manhattan Bridge a lot, which I enjoyed, mm. and walking mm-hmm. across, which, mm-hmm. by the way, mm-hmm. there's a walking side and there's a biking side, mm-hmm. and don't mix them up. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I'm not a big subway taker, but you have to take... Your work is very far from home, so you have to... I have a very long commute. Basically, the entire length of Manhattan, I'm on the subway. Yeah. 
And before, for many, many years, I was, I was just like Kate and I was walking distance to work, but I still took the subway pretty much every day because then I'd be doing something in the evening, you know? Right, right. And, and all of us lived in but, Brooklyn. We finally got you into Brooklyn. So now yes, you just have yes, to take I moved the train away from Northern Manhattan. So this is a lot of, a lot of, uh, stuff relevant to our lives and not relevant to yours. And we'll, we'll try and get back on track. But my point is, is that the subway, with the exception of Kate and some other crazy walkers, bikers, drivers, and motorcyclists, the subway is a huge, huge part of your life to the extent that you don't even notice it on some level. Like we get used to putting the money on the card, doing the swipe, figuring out where to stand on the platform. And, and you just do this in your sleep, like any major habit. And what's really interesting is that there's so much going on beneath the surface that we are not aware of, um, like these secret subway stations. And when I was doing this research, I won't I won't talk about my my main one yet, but I found out there's like uh, a, a a level of track underneath the main level at 42nd Street, another level of track underneath the main level of Bergen Street of like stations that I pass through and use very, very frequently, but never would have known that there was so much more to it than that. So we'll publish pictures on the website, on, on the Facebook page about some uh, of some of these other stations. And one really interesting thing is about abandoned subway stations is they're all still covered with the graffiti from the 70s because yeah. there's never any need to clean that all up. If they stopped using the subway station in like 1983, then why bother fixing it up? So it actually is almost a, a look back in time at... What a mess the subways were yeah, before definitely. they started cleaning them up. And graffiti, mm -hmm. when I go into my subway station a bit, uh, graffiti is still a problem and it makes me a little sad. So mm. I'm kind of going to come across as anti-graffiti. I, I definitely am pro-graffiti to an extent. I, I love is it mm -hmm. the Five Point building in Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it Greenpoint or Long Island? Do you, do you know the building I'm talking about? That's Long Island City, I think. Long Island City completely covered in graffiti, which we might actually, maybe should come. Maybe next time around, our five mm -hmm. point will be this building. I would like to give a quick shout out here to another New York City history podcast, <clears throat> and that's the Bowery Boys. And they're really like, you know, they're they're what we aspire to. We, yeah. we live in awe of the Bowery Boys. And they have an excellent episode on graffiti that there is a link to on the page just right down there. And as soon as you're done listening to this, it's actually a really interesting point of view about is it art? Um, is it vandalism? The answer to those questions is yes. It's both. And, uh, you know, the point of view of the graffiti artist, the point of view of the MTA... It's just really interesting how they develop these trains that are so much easier to clean now. It's it's a, a really good podcast, and I do recommend it, and the Bowery Boys in general. But yeah, you can use the amazing. link at the bottom of the page. They're uh, good. They're very thorough. They covered so many topics. They're really... We we are impressed by the Bowery my, Boys. My hat is off. Well, yes. since we're talking about graffiti, if you don't mind, I'm going to go ahead and start with um, my station. I'm going to jump By in. all means. So my favorite station in New York City that's no longer of use is um, actually an art installation as well and it's a station mm. you can see and I saw it for years without knowing what it was and then when I found mm. out I was so excited I still think it's cool so it's the old uh, Myrtle station when you just mm. are on the Brooklyn side before just before you go across to Manhattan so it was at some point the last stop in Brooklyn on the BMT 
um, line. So okay. a long time okay. ago before we have what we have now, which is the MTA, there were lots of different lines, subway lines in the mm-hmm. city. The BMT stands for the Brooklyn Manhattan Transit Corporation. And it was, it, like I said, it was one of these lines there. You can still go into some subway stations. You'll see like IRT or BMT and mm-hmm. they're just, different companies running different subway lines until they all came under the Metropolitan Transit Authority. So And it's interesting because the the there are some slight differences in like the size of the of the the tunnels and things like that. And now that they're all unified it doesn't really matter what's BMT or IRT. You can there's still differences in those train lines, specifically the model of the train that they're able to use on those tracks. Yeah, I kind of like that they were slightly different. They're like, oh yeah, well you'll never be able to run your train on our line. Exactly. <laughs> so this station can be seen if you are on the Q train on the north side. If you it's if you're going into Manhattan, so the Q train mm-hmm. goes over the Manhattan Bridge. And if you're on the north side of the bridge, so going, it's the mm-hmm. only part of the station that's still there. You can see mm-hmm. it through these slits cut into the wall. You can see the station and there's an art installation back there. But the reason that station isn't used anymore is because it was a, a choke point for the entire BMT Broadway subway operation, uh, According to Joseph Brennan, he's an expert on abandoned stations. He says there were... Is a choke point like a bottleneck? A bottleneck, exactly. And it's still kind of a mess there. Like if you've ever been coming Mm. into Brooklyn on the B, the D, or the Q across the Manhattan Mm -hmm. Bridge, you always get stalled there. Always. Mm. Actually, either Mm -hmm. side. My train always gets stalled at least for, I don't know, a minute. Maybe less than a minute. It feels, really? it feels like forever, but it's not that long. Wow. But it's still, right. it's still bad, but it used to be even worse. Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there were all these merges, tracks crossing tracks. The mm-hmm. grading was off. Like, it was just really bad. And in the middle of all this, there's a station. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. it didn't make, when, when the transit authority it's just was just an area people wanted to get out of, exactly. So it, they're hurrying people past it. Yeah, when the transit authority was created, Metropolitan Transit Authority was created. They just got rid of this station. They they didn't need it mm-hmm. anymore. So the station operated from nineteen about nineteen fifteen to nineteen fifty six. That's when they were like, no more. Mm-hmm. The station doesn't make any sense. There's one actually mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. down the street at uh, DeKalb Avenue, and that's the queue. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not too much farther. So they they really just got rid of the whole station. They entirely demolished the southbound track, mm-hmm. uh, the southbound station platform and everything to make room for hmm. the new tracks that they were laying. But the old station mm-hmm, stayed mm-hmm. there for a long time. And in 1980, you have this artist, Bill Brand, who comes in and paints this mural on the wall of the station. And the name of the piece is called uh, Mass Transiscope Zoetrope. And it's... So a zoetrope is a 19th century optical toy. So it's... If you look at it, it's a circle with 
a, something painted or drawn on the inside of the circle, and then there are slits all mm -hmm. along the circle. So if you're looking right at it, at mm -hmm. the side of the circle, and you spin it, the images on the inside, like if you have a horse, it'll look like it's running because all you're doing is getting a snippet of the drawing on the inside through the slits. So this... I see. Yeah, so this... Uh, maybe we'll put a link to what a zoetrope is in case I didn't mm -hmm. explain it well enough. Explain. But mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's the... It produces the illusion of motion from a s rapid succession of pictures, so if, if that makes mm -hmm. sense. He had the same mm -hmm. idea. He... Put this mural that can be that when you go by it on the Q train, it really seems to be moving. Like there seems to be something animated going beside you through these. That is in the brilliant. Wall. It's really beautiful. It's colorful. It's just really fun, and it it's something that catches your eye, and you're like, "Did I really just see that?" And it's a great <laughs> way to. I mean, they didn't demolish the platform or the station, so it's it's actually a really great usage for it. And mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it actually, so for 20 years, it fell into disrepair. It was covered mm -hmm. with graffiti, a lot of tagging, but in 2008, it had been, it was restored, and it, mm -hmm. it was actually brought into the permanent collection of the MTA Arts for Transit program really yeah oh my god pretty cool and it was actually named among the top 40 public artworks in all of america in 2009 <sighs> by the public art network which that's amazing so cool for this way out of the way hidden subway station that you really have to know it's there i really recommend take the q train across the manhattan bridge into manhattan from brooklyn and just look mm -hmm. get on the right side of the train and just look mm -hmm. for it now the sad Dude, I'm news, totally going to do that. I've never seen really? it. Wow, awesome. It's very yeah. cool. The sad news I have to report, which is why I'm a little down on graffiti right now, is that uh -huh. it's covered in graffiti again. And it's actually very <sighs> recent. During the subway shutdown uh, caused by Hurricane Sandy, some people got into what? the subway station, yeah, and they <sighs> covered it with graffiti. Unbelievable. Which is, is really, I want to say how dangerous this is. Please don't try to get into the station. You actually have to go into a working subway station farther away and go down the tracks to get to the station. And walk along the tracks. Exactly. Yeah. So there's there's no way to the station from the street. And that's, that's how they so got down ridiculously there. ridiculously stupid. That's an incredibly stupid thing to do. I know. I'm I'm really bummed because it's, it's really beautiful. And... It's it's a piece of public art. It's there for everyone. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping mm -hmm. they're able to restore it sometime soon. Clean it off. Yeah. Is it like completely obscured right now, or is it just worse and different? I actually I haven't seen it. I was just reading online. Mm, okay. I haven't even seen any pictures posted, but I was just reading online okay. that post Hurricane Sandy, they realized that it had been covered in graffiti again. Oh, how awful! Oh man. So Kathleen, well, what's your what's your subway station you'd like to talk about? Oh, I'm super excited. This is the best one. Uh the best ghost subway station is what sometimes abandoned subway stations are called. I would say in the world, but I'm a little biased. Hmm. Uh but when you the picture you were looking at on this page, that stunning picture, that's what you're looking at. And that is the City Hall station. It's beautiful. It's so gorgeous. So they closed a lot of stations. 
And it's very sad that we don't use it. But, you know, there's some logic to these decisions. And one of there's a couple of reasons why they would close stations. And a lot of them have to do with once all the lines merged. So uh, so what Kate had just talked about was a BMT line, uh, Brooklyn Manhattan Transit. This is an IRT line, which stands for Interborough Rapid Transit. They all got merged together into the MTA. It's one big thing. And when that happens, you're going to have a lot of subway stations that are very near each other. So redundant stations, basically. And why bother cleaning, maintaining, lighting, heating, and paying an attendant at a station when there's another station one block away? It doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And they keep jacking up the price on subway rides anyway. So anything to help them keep the costs down, I say fine. So they close a lot of stations for that reason. Another reason they had to close a few stations is because there was so much ridership and ridership just goes up and up and up. We we have no choice, basically. Um, and also it works pretty well, I'm not going to lie. Um, so one tactic they use to deal with all this increased ridership is to lengthen the trains, uh, mm-hmm. longer trains, more doors in the trains. Um and that's a great plan when you're on a straightaway because then all you have to do is knock down some walls and lengthen the platform that people stand on. But when you've got a curve to deal with, then a much longer train can be a much bigger problem, especially a much longer car. Because if you imagine a longer car is on a very tightly curved track, then there's a big gap in the space between where the door opens on the train and the platform, that neat, nice curved platform edge that you have to jump to. I believe Aster Place is an example where they actually have like some kind of grate. Right, it slides out. It slides out towards the train so you have something to step on, but it's still a little unnerving. And another bad thing about curved tracks is the the noise when those metal wheels go around that metal track mm. will will make you want to rip your head off. It can be pretty bad, especially if they go at very high speeds. So that's kind of the problem with City Hall Station. It is stunning. It is gorgeous, but it is a very tight little curve. It's a very, uh, very sharp loop. And they, because of that curve, it made it almost impossible for them to accommodate a much longer train. They certainly couldn't build out the track any longer. It just the, the shape of the station couldn't accommodate it. So they don't use it anymore. I'll describe it for you because, I mean, that picture you can see is gorgeous. It's got uh, stained glass. It's got skylights, brass chandeliers. It's so beautiful. Hey, Kate, what is a Gustavino arch? Uh, It's a technique for constructing self-supporting arches and architectural vaults using Uh, interlocking terracotta tiles and layers of mortar to form a thin skin. No, that makes sense. Yeah, while the tiles, they follow the curve of the roof as opposed to horizontally. And so they sort of press themselves into place. Exactly, exactly. Okay, okay, that makes sense. Thanks, Kate. Anytime. So, um, there's an, there's a gorgeous archway. There's these gorgeous stairs leading up to this level. They have glass signs, um, this blue and tan glass tiling on the signs, uh, a couple of plaques commemorating how the, the subway yes. opened, the rapid transit subway construction. They list the directors and engineers. There's a wooden t- ticket booth. There's two stairways to the street. 
And this gorgeous, just green, tan, and white tiling pattern on the ceiling is really, really amazing. It's gorgeous, but it is impossible to modernize the station. It's impossible to bring it up, uh, you know, make it longer, make it accommodate more people. And the thing is, it wasn't a hugely important station in the first place because there's another station very nearby, the Brooklyn Bridge Station, that was used a lot more because that had local and express trains. So there were a number of reasons why it was shut down. It was shut down on December 31st, 1945. There is um, a way to see it. I've seen it. Would you like to hear how to see it? Don't tell people how. I will. Here is how you can see it. The sixth train only runs in Manhattan. It runs from you know, the north end of Manhattan, well, into the Bronx. But, you know, the sixth train ends in Manhattan, in South Manhattan, the very end, the very last downtown stop is in Manhattan. Then the train goes around the loop at City Hall Station to start going back north again. So what they'll say when you're on the sixth train is this is the last southbound stop. There are no more southbound stops. Most people, well, everyone, gets off the train at this point. Everyone except for me. If you stay on it, you will go along the loop through the City Hall Station, and then you are going northbound. So I'm so glad you did it, Kate, because now I want to know. They don't let you out, right? No. You just have to look at it as you go by. And it's not always lit up, honestly. That was my second question. I've, okay. I've definitely, I've, I've done it a few times where it wasn't lit up. And then mm -hmm. one time near the holidays, it was lit up. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sure oh. if it's entirely arbitrary or maybe if it's a holiday, mm -hmm. holiday mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. But, um, I've, I've seen it lit, I've seen it lit up, but more often than not, I've seen it dark, but you can still kind of see the station. Okay. Okay. Cause there's skylights, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I have yes. to say, one of the reasons I, I don't ride the subway is because I, I don't like how much money it's costing. It's, it keeps going up and up, and I yeah. do know service is getting better, which is fantastic, especially for someone mm -hmm. who's always lived on the G-Line. Sure. But if all stations looked like this station, I would ride mm -hmm. the subway all the time. Oh, totally. It's stunning. It's It looks like a ballroom. It's amazing. Hmm, maybe we should just go take a trip together on the uh, at the end of the 6th. It's it's really amazing. I I definitely want to see it sometime when I have time after work. I'm thinking of just riding out there cuz yeah, it sounds so cool. Now, I believe from time to time the New York City Transit Museum has tours. They do. But even now, they stopped doing those because of security risks. And they had also thought about making this station uh, an extension of the New York Transit Museum, which we love and is awesome and is in Brooklyn and everyone should go to it, the New York Transit Museum. Um, but they shelved that. They decided not to do that, again, because of security concerns. And they decided this way before September 11th. So I would say there's zero chance of it getting opened up now. I think so. So... Yeah, yeah. Well, there was a, a celebration in 2004, and they actually fixed up the, the station, an IRT Centennial celebration. So they oh. uncovered the skylights, replaced the lighting, fixed things, cleaned it up, and there's this VIP ceremony there. 
for a few hours on October 27th, 2004, there it was open to the public. They, you could have gone down there and seen it. And nobody told me, so I didn't go. I'm sorry, Kathleen. Next time I'll let you know. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really need to keep me informed about things like that. So my advice to you, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, and Kate, and myself, is pay attention. You know, keep your eyes open for... Uh, an open house in New York or the Transit Museum or if somebody ever does a tour of this, if you really want to see this station, if you want to get out and walk around, then you need to, to make sure, wait and see when that's going to be uh, done for the public. Because if you want, if you do that, I'll be there. I'll see you there because I really we'll want to walk around on this platform. It's so gorgeous. Yeah, I say... Uh... You know, get, talk to your city council member, talk to, go to mm-hmm. these MTA board hearings. You know, you do have mm-hmm. channels. I'm not, I'm not sure if you just go, hey, I want to do this. If mm-hmm. they'll say, of course, here, here are the keys, you know, but <laughs> yes, maybe right this way, madam. it's something that you can get on a mailing list for and be kept in the loop. Well, I did, since we brought up the transit museum, I did want to say it mm-hmm. is the abandoned station you can actually go into, abandoned in that. It was only open from 1936 to 1946, so I consider it abandoned. What, really? Only 10 years? Only 10 years. It's because there huh. were so... Think of how many subway stops there are. All right, so this is in downtown Brooklyn. This is mm-hmm. at the this corner... This is the Court Street stop. Exactly, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's at the corner of Borum Place and Skirrahorn, and that's mm-hmm. the entrance to the museum. But if you think about downtown Brooklyn, there are so many trains so close together that right the station, in that area. Yeah. L- like Kathleen said before, there are just too many stations and in such a small area, you just they just didn't need this one. Which is a shame because it actually is a very beautiful station. But happily, you mm-hmm. can actually go to this station and walk around. And it's kind mm-hmm. of a home. It's, it's where subway cars and buses and trolleys kind of go to die. Like, you can go... This sounds very dark, but... That's pretty dark. It's more like a museum. It's actually a museum. <laughs> it's where museum. they go to get preserved, and they're cool. Wow. Dark, Kate. <laughs> well, I don't know. It's like... I know, imagine what? like the middle of the desert where they keep all the old airplanes, you know? No, 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 no. They're, it, it's, it's so cool because they have all the old cars, the, all the older versions of cars, which apparently TV shows use all the time if they want to shoot it's, something in, in the past. It's amazing. There are some subway cars that have, you know, wicker wicker benches mm-hmm. and they're mm-hmm. very beautiful and you just sit in them and you say, this seat is comfortable. Why aren't my seats like this now? Uh, but it's it's really beautiful. Some of the, You just can't believe some of the details in some of these trains. The trolleys are cool. Mm-hmm. You can actually sit in the seat of what, so you can see what it feels like to be a New York City bus driver, if you've ever been curious. Uh, yep. Um, this, this well, my favorite part of the of the uh, seeing the old trains in the transit museum is all the old ads up along the ceiling. I I agree. There's also um, a whole exhibition. I think it's a permanent exhibition on the former Miss Subways. Yes, Miss Subway. Yep. Here. So that's <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. I I highly recommend it. Seven dollars if you're an adult. Mm-hmm. I think five dollars mm-hmm. if you're a kid. And I just want to throw it out there because. I have a birthday coming up. You can have a birthday oh. party there. Is that right? I, I'm not having my birthday party there, but no, no, you're not. You it's can. more of a little kid thing, but but still, 
still very cool. It, it's an amazing place to go to if you want like a history of the New York mm-hmm. City subway line. They cover every mm-hmm. subway line from the beginning to the end. Lots of pictures. It's, it's really amazing. It's, it's good, really I cool. Went, I mean, whenever I'm there, I recognize why people who are into trains and model trains and stuff like that, I get it. I get why they're so into it because it's so cool. Very cool. I, I went on a rainy day and just spent the afternoon there. It was, mm-hmm. it was really very cool. I even, I think I packed a lunch and I was able to sit in their like cafeteria area and eat my lunch there. Mm, I, I nice. highly recommend this as a museum. And it's one of those things that you just walk by and you would never see because it's an old subway entrance. Uh, the mm-hmm, station itself mm-hmm. looks very cool. Mm-hmm, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't say it again. Just go. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I can't, I can't say again how cool it is, you know? I, it's, I just yeah, it gets repetitive. Really recommend, yeah. so just, just go. Yes, highly recommended. And, and you know, it's, it's good for people who ride the subway all the time. It's awesome for those people. For out of towners or, or, you know, people from Westchester and Jersey like that, go see it. But I think it, it means so much more when you see them, you know, all the different turnstiles that have been used throughout the ages and how they count up all the money and, you know, and the the revenue cars and the trash collection cars. It's just so cool to see something that's such an ordinary part of your everyday life to see all the, the workings behind it. I highly recommend it. Definitely. If you want to learn yes. a little bit more about New York City's ghost subway system, I also mm-hmm. recommend, we'll put a link to this, WNYC, which is our local NPR station, has mm-hmm. an entire blog, uh, and I think a podcast attached to it, where you can listen to, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's really huge. You can go into, it goes into a, a bit more detail. They talk about our favorite other abandoned subway station, possibly, the Atlantic mm-hmm. Avenue Tunnel, which harkens mm-hmm. all the way mm-hmm. back to our first podcast. Yep. So Episode I, a. I recommend, uh, we'll put a link to this on, on our site as well, because it's also mm-hmm. another great resource. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, there's all those links down there. Definitely take a look. Learn what a zootrope is and learn about graffiti and, and uh, try and get a look at an abandoned subway station sometime. But only safely. With, oh, only safely. And send us a Facebook mm-hmm. message if there's your... I know we missed a lot. We only hit our favorites. But if there's mm-hmm. a, a favorite abandoned subway station that you like, send us, you know, a mm-hmm. message on Facebook. Put it on our Facebook page know. and let us know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you learned something you didn't know before. Yeah. I I actually was really excited to learn a bit more about this art project. And now I really mm-hmm. want to go to the New York Transit Museum. Yes, yes. Highly recommended for everyone, for all of our listeners. And uh, yes, well, thank you very much, Kate. Yeah, thank you, Kathleen. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Talk to you next time, folks. Bye. Bye. For more ABC Gotham, go to our website, abcgotham.podbean.com. Special thanks to Podcasting's Brock. The music for ABC Gotham is by Big Rude Jake. ABC Gotham is a K2 production, copyright 2012, all rights reserved. I wish you could be here with me on this night of New York City.
No arches. Gustavino arches? Mm -hmm. You're you're the artist here. Oh, Gustavino, yeah. Yeah. What's a Gustavino arch? Oh wait. Uh, I thought you were asking me how to pronounce it. You don't have to put this on there. I no. actually don't know. <laughs> you I'm, don't know what it is, do you? I'm gonna look it up. Uh, All right. Maybe it's a tile arch. It's a tile arch system. Oh. Oh, you can ask me, and oh, I can okay. tell you now. Hey, Kate, what is a Gustavino arch? 